0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark, as Jesus taught, he said, beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows houses. And for the sake of appearance, say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd put money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury, for all of them have contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had, to live on. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: In the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. In today's gospel, we have the story that's familiar to so many of us. It's sometimes called the widow's mite or sometimes the widow's offering. You may have heard stewardship sermons based on this particular text. (laughs) The story certainly lends itself to it, it seems. Uh, Jesus was sitting opposite the treasury. And the treasury, as I understand it, had large uh, basins that had a a kind of a fluting top on it, like a tuba. If you think about the way a tuba bell opens. And people were invited when they made their offering to come and toss in their coins. Well, you can imagine uh, the rich people were carrying bags of money so they could really make that thing clatter. And the poor widow was coming with her two coins. Worth not even a penny. And she tossed her two coins in. And Jesus was watching all of this as he sat there and looked at these people. And must have wondered about what was going on inside of them. What was happening in their spiritual life? Well, anyway, after hearing a sermon that says to us, basically, if you can't live a life of poverty, at least you can increase your pledge to the church this year. (laughs) And we all leave once again beat up by another stewardship sermon, not feeling good about ourselves or the church. So I don't think it really lends itself very well to stewardship sermons. But I think it's very important for us to look at this text and to see in it two things. One, to see the faithfulness of the widow who comes with her two coins and how deep her faith is in her love of God. But the other thing is to look at this text in the context of, first, Jesus talking about the scribes, people who were of the institutional religion of the day, and what that meant in terms of the juxtaposition with this poor widow. I think it has a lot to say to us about institutional religion. The scene is set in the women's court of the temple. And it takes place uh, during Jesus' last week, Holy Week, the week of the Passion. He had just driven out the money changers from the temple, so already he's trying to clean the place up a bit. And, And immediately following this text, it's important to keep in mind that that is the prediction of the destruction of the temple. So we have Jesus dealing with the temple, with all of this authority, religious authority, in human hands. The first thing that Jesus says to the crowd is to watch out for the teachers of the law, the scribes. He says they walk around in flowing robes. Now, this is a Sunday I wish I were dressed like a Protestant pastor, (laughs) maybe in in an academic gown at the most, but probably just with a good suit and and a tie that would be acceptable. But I think because of that, we have to think about how we act in in being ourselves as priests. We have to think about that. He's obviously very condemning of this idea that these people should set themselves apart. So he says they walk around in these flowing robes. They like to be recognized in the marketplace. And then he says they want the places of privilege at the banquets. One of our rectors uh, in San Antonio, Ralph Shuffler, used to always be the last person to take a plate at a potluck at the church. And I asked him about that one time, and and he referred basically to this kind of thing, that he didn't have a place of privilege. And because of his example, I cannot go ahead of anybody (laughs) at a potluck. (laughs) But then the final thing that he says is that these people, these scribes, devour, or it could be literally translated, they'd gobble up the houses of the widows. Now, we don't know exactly what that was pointing to, what it was that these scribes were doing to take from the widows. But we do know that one of the aspects of the law of the Hebrew scriptures is that the widows had a special place in society. They needed to be cared for because they were the most vulnerable. And what Jesus is pointing out is that the unfaithfulness of these scribes is so egregious, they're even taking from the widows. So finally, uh, Jesus says to his disciples, you need to look at this. You need to pay attention to it. It's easy for us to look back 2000 years and to uh, say how awful this was. And I think it's important for us to keep in mind that this isn't about Judaism. This is about an institution that has become so oppressive on the people that it's become a burden for the people. But we see it in our own day. Uh, We lived uh, for a good part of our lives in Southern California. And while we were there, if you turned on television, you would find or turn on the radio. There's religious programming everywhere. And one of the most egregious, I think, of all of the uh, television evangelists is a couple called uh, Paul and Jan Crouch. And they have a television network that is worldwide. And they're asking for money day after day after day. And so often I've thought about perhaps a, a lonely and a poor woman older in years watching that program And wanting to respond in order to keep that ministry on the air. And she writes one more check. And that, in my mind, is as bad as anything that the scribes were doing. It's wrong for the institution to take advantage of people. And it's happened over and over and over again in the Christian church. So we must be always on guard that the institution doesn't become more important than the people that it should be serving. Well, the gospel writer then goes on and and places Jesus across from the treasury after talking about the scribes. And Jesus, sitting there watching the widow put her coins in. And then he draws his disciples to himself and he says that there's something very important to be pointed out to them. And he talks about how she had given so much she had given out of her poverty while the others had given out of all their abundance. But we must not lose sight of the fact that this is put in juxtaposition with the scribes, with the institutional religion of the day. That woman, I believe, is a wonderful example and was intended to be an example to the disciples of true discipleship. What does it mean to follow Jesus? What does it mean to live a life of faith? And it seems to me that that Jesus is holding up before them the life of this woman. It wasn't about the money she put in, but rather it was about the life that that money represented. It was not about the amount. And here was this institution that was taking advantage of women like her. Well, the real question, I think, that faces all of us as Christians and as people who are trying to live a faithful Christian life is whether we're going to dabble around with Christianity or whether we'll take it seriously, make it real, make it real in our lives. Because what we're called to is not to ignore the ugliness in society, not to withdraw from it, but rather to engage it as a Christian, to be active as Christians in the world outside these doors so that we might make a difference in the world. Our whole purpose in coming together on a Sunday morning, first of all, is to give praise and thanksgiving to God for all that God has entrusted to us and for the very life that God gives to us. But the church should also be nourishing each one of us so that we learn and we grow in faith and grow deeper because we are engaged with one another so that we we are are nourished by the life of another Christian in this place to make us stronger. So that when we do go through those doors, we are prepared to make a difference in the world. Jud Keats once said that nothing ever becomes real till it is experienced. Even a proverb is no proverb until your life has illustrated it. May your life and mine be not just an illustration, but in fact, be the Christ. May we go out into the world and be little Christ, making a difference everywhere we engage the world. May God bless each one of you this day. And may your faith be deepened as you think about that wonderful, faithful widow and her two coins. Amen.